shame on the individual expert of this cognition test saying that CJ Stroud's a big old dummy. Because <laughs> guess what, pal? He ain't a dummy. Your dumbass is the dummy out of anything. CJ Stroud is proving <laughs> he's smarter than any of these rookie quarterbacks that you put out there. Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, and Bryce Young. CJ Stroud is the star of this fucking draft class, buddy. Oh, like you said, he's not a he's not a test taker. He's a football player. With Mark Davis, Chris Gemeinhart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Welcome to All About the Balls Podcast. I'm Mark Davis in the Sack House. Join alongside my fellow space UCF boy over here, Luke Rule. Luke, big weekend for the Baltimore Ravens. You know, you guys took control of the Seattle Seahawks. You guys blew them out. I know they're traveling across the country, but hey, a blowout's a blowout. And how are you feeling, my friend? Yeah, I mean, feeling good. I mean, I was saying it all week that uh, the Seahawks when we come over to M&T Bank Stadium, a little sleepy coming off of that uh, that early kickoff, that one o'clock kickoff in Baltimore, which they did. I mean, Ravens defense, offensive defensively, just dominated the game again, just like we did against the Lions. So these NFC teams are gonna they're struggling against Lamar. He's eighteen and one against NFC teams in his career. Yeah, I would like to know who that one NFC team is, but um, was, you guys. Uh, I saw it earlier. Oh, I don't remember. It was a shitty team, too. Hey, you pull it up while I say this real quick. Yeah, you guys have beaten the Lions and the Seahawks. A combined score 75 to 9. So very, very impressive. I, I know Lamar, once again, he didn't have to have a huge game. I mean, I know he ran the ball a lot more efficiently yesterday against the Seattle Seahawks, but the passing game didn't have to be there. I know he made some, some, some good plays out there, but your defense dictated the game, and, and once again, you didn't have to play the fourth quarter. I know Odell got he finally got a touchdown, so good for the Ravens, Luke. Uh, wish the Falcons could say the same thing. I mean, we let – so we had to play two quarterbacks, so we weren't prepared for Josh Jobs, honestly. But that's not – what I mean, it's not that we had to prepare it. We, that's a bad thing. We, we lost to Josh Jobs. Jaron Hall, I think he got out in the second series. He took a nasty hit, um, lowered his shoulder, and then he got slammed to the ground. I, I, uh, There's no intent there, but big hit, got a concussion. You can see it. And, um, yeah, we, we lost to Josh Dobbs, and it, it's a shame because Heineke looked a lot better than Des Ritter. But like you are pointing out in the text messages, Luke, De, uh, Tyler, Tyler Heineke got away with a lot of throws. I mean, you can tell he was just kind of slinging it up. Sucks that Drake London wasn't there, but, hey, no Jefferson as well. So, I mean, we, we were dealing with the same thing they were dealing with. But – it is announced that Heineke will be starting against Kyler Murray in the Arizona Cardinals this week. So hopefully Luke, we, uh, we find our, our rhythm this week against Arizona. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a, a rough game for you guys to, to watch Josh Dodds come in there and just on five days with zero practice and just light up your defense like he did. Yeah. He had what? I think three turnovers. I get, well, he had two and you guys had a safety on him. So kind of, kind of, Two turnovers yeah, plus mean, something better than a turnover. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, the, the fumble he hit off his knee it looked like, and then I forgot the other turnover. But yeah, they had we each had uh, turnovers. So I mean, their their offense was just a little more uh, effective. And I know, like I mean, like I said, our defense was not put in a good position for those two turnovers. But so weren't the Vikings, like you said. So I mean, it goes both ways. Um, it would just suck. It would just be nice. I mean, if the offense would just kind of bail out the defense a little bit more because it's not it's not good. I mean, if, if you want the defense to not be gassed out, you got to get out. Well, that's another thing is stay on the field longer than a few plays too. like drive the ball, give them minute, give them time to fucking catch a breath and then score points when it matters. That's the problem. We don't yeah. score in the red zone. Yeah. Lamar Jackson's one loss is to the Giants, a 24 to 20 loss. To the Giants. Ooh. When was that? So, was that like early in his career? Or was that? I'm assuming it's early. It doesn't say. Doesn't say Damn. when. I'd have to looks... go back and dig deeper. But yeah, one loss yeah. to NFC in his career. They asked him that too, leading into the game. He's like, I. He's like, I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. He's like, I, I play. Who's there? And it's a. He's it's like, an interesting stat. That like, I, would, I would have definitely thought he would have had more losses to NFC teams in his career. And weird. I had a buddy of mine, like I said, the same guy. He's like, and he's like, well. I was like, I, I hate the Ravens kind of because I, I have a guy that dick rides them talking about you. And he's like, well, now, now we know how you feel because you're dick riding the Ravens. I'm like, no, no, I think the Ravens defense is solid. I don't care who they beat. 
but their defense has looked good this year. And that's usually the recipe for the Ravens is great defense. The offense can be questionable at times in the history of, you know, that since you've watched them. And then uh, he's like, yeah, but they, they caught the lines. They were traveling East coast. I'm like, they're the same time zone, man. Like he's like, yeah, but there's like a stat coming to the coast of the East. I was like, so playing near water is, is more effective than I was like, it's the same time zone, dude. Like I, it's the Detroit to Baltimore is Eastern time. It's 1 PM to 1 PM. It's not like the Seattle Seahawks where they, yes, they are traveling across the country. And it's 10 a.m. Their, their time. So I, I get that being a little more of a stat than the traveling from Detroit, Michigan to Baltimore, Maryland. So I don't know. Yeah, the Lions just came sleeping that week. Yeah, they just came in and just had a bad week. I, I, and yeah. I, I keep saying the Ravens, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to see it. And that, that opens the door. Luke, AFC, right now they are they are top heavy. You know, you have the Ravens and the Chiefs. Both seven and two, based on head or based on conference record, the Chiefs are number one in the playoffs. If it ended today, they would have the the conference by, and then the Jaguars are six and two. So you know they they have already had a bye week, so they're half a game unfortunately behind, and they did lose to the Chiefs week two seventeen nine. But that's there, that's then, and this is now. Like it's, so much has changed. So I guess through these first nine weeks of the NFL's season, I know where you're leaning, but who is the AFC's best team? I mean. It's pretty it's pretty equal though in my opinion based on stats but who are you leaning towards Yeah based on stats uh, pretty close but uh, I'm going to lead towards the Ravens on this I mean I, their defense I think is a little bit better than Kansas City plus the only thing on offense like Kansas City really has going for them is the Mahomes to Kelsey duo and that's it like they can't do anything else like their run game is decent but it's not great the Ravens can run the ball on pretty much any team and our defense is confusing quarterbacks and not letting up like double digit games is really helping us. So I mean, our our wins have been more significant than the Kansas City wins. Kansas City is barely winning games. The Ravens are blowing teams out. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say the wins. Like I mean, I get it. Like they they did beat the Jaguars. They held the Jaguars in nine points. That's pretty impressive. And then That's um, a, that was the early Jaguars when they were struggling, though. That was that was they, their little Jaguar slump. They, they, they didn't go to London yet. They did hold the Miami Dolphins to 14 points, too, and under Tyreek Hill, under, like, I think, 70 or 80 yards. So I think that's pretty impressive as well. Um, holding one of the top receivers and, probably won't. Inter- international game, too. Yeah. So but, but, hey, are, but Those games are always weird. Kansas City got there Friday, though, so, you know, they didn't have as much time to get ready or to be as less jet-lagged as the yeah. Miami Dolphins. So, they're they're uh, the I only, mean, only team to come late to win. I, I do think though, like I, I get it, like what you're saying, it, it's neck to neck. Like I mean, you're comparing, you're comparing literally oranges to oranges here. Like the Chiefs, statistically, yes, they're just behind the Ravens in every defensive category when it comes to yards per game, points per game, and sacks. They're just behind the the Ravens. I, I agree with you. And even offensively, they're just very like point something yards, total yards, and like three points more game than the Chiefs. But this is the Chiefs struggling, and they are getting Rice more involved, which that's another name, Luke, that I know you didn't mention, but he has been playing good ball. I know this week only had two catches, but it is a, it is a Germany game, so I want to see more from him. But um, I, I, I think what it comes down to, and this is no disrespect towards Lamar. Lamar's playing good football, not his MVP-type year that he had in 2019. I'm sorry, 20, 2020. Hey, yeah, actually, he is. They're, they put his side-by-side stats up. So his rushing's a little bit down, but his passing's up the season. So, so maybe that's what it is. And maybe that, there's just the stats are very similar. I think what it also is, is that there's well, maybe that's another thing is maybe it's misleading because there's so many other candidates right now, like that are playing as high level as Lamar. But I think what it comes down to is I just trust Patrick Mahomes more than I trust Lamar Jackson. I, I just take the, I'm taking the best quarterback in this situation over Lamar. And, and if Lamar proves me wrong and later in the season, and let's say he gets to the AFC championship or, you know, farther than Patrick Mahomes, or even if he barely loses the Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship, I'll give that respect that, hey, the Ravens were a hell of a team all year. Now, I'm not saying they're a bad team. Like, I just think that they're, if I'm asking right now, like, they're playing head-to-head in a mutual site, I'm going to go to the Chiefs. I just trust Patrick Mahomes to make the necessary play just a little more than Lamar Jackson. But the rest of it, it's pretty fucking equal, honestly. Uh, I mean, I, I just, it's the quarterback. That's what it is. I just trust the best QB more than a top I guess this year, top four or five QB in the league as well. I'm not saying Lamar's having a bad year. I think what he's doing, I know Doc rips on him all the time. I know yesterday was wild when he he's came just, to the chat. He's but, just jealous because his quarterback can't do what Lamar does. Yeah, like I, I'm not saying like Lamar is is playing bad. I, I think Lamar's having a good year. I mean, I, I think right now through nine weeks, the Ravens are one of the top three or four teams in the league. 
I'm just going to go with Patrick Mahomes for the AFC just because I've seen what he can do time and time again with, you know, he did it last year without Tyree kill. So I, I like, I, I like what I see from Patrick Mahomes consistently on a every week basis than Lamar Jackson. That's just, that's mainly what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always hard to bet against Mahomes. doesn't matter who he has lined up on offensively. He's just, he's just a different talent, but I mean, Lamar is a different talent too. Uh, completely different quarterback types, but uh, I just trust the, the Ravens roster overall more than I trust the Chiefs roster right there. Ravens defense got slight edge, and I think we have more offensive weapons than the Chiefs do. Chiefs got two. The Ravens have a whole handful. And I mean, this this week, like, uh, Flowers only had one catch. So, I mean, the Ravens still put up 30-plus points with one catch. Yeah. They could they could have easily hung 40-plus 40, 40 on yeah, but, you, them, sat your, but you, you sat your starters in the fourth quarter again. Besides, you know, you yeah, held out that catch. They, though, they sat, the, sat the starters in the fourth quarter and took a knee on fourth down. That's respect. But, no, I mean, um, I do think, Luke, if these two teams play each other, it'd be a very similar game to the Dolphins. And not like the Dolphins are going to play like one of the – or the teams that play with the Dolphins, they start off so slow. But score-wise, I'm thinking like high teens, low 20s. Like, I think it's going to have a little bit of flash of offense, but a lot of defense because – both these defenses, like you said, they get to the quarterback, like they're top two in sacks. So I think Lamar and Patty might have a very tough, tough day trying to get their weapons involved, honestly, if they played. Yeah. And credit to our defense. I, our, I'm scared we're going to lose our defensive coordinator after this season because he, he is just scheming up the defenses. Like he'll line everybody up in line of scrimmage and drop people out or he'll send the house. And the quarterbacks just don't know it's coming. It was confusing Gino all day like he was getting the wrong reads on defenses that's where they really struggled and just no missed tackles and clean game besides the two fumbles yeah but it sucks that you guys don't play them this year um virtue you guys didn't win the division last yeah. year the, the Bengals did so yeah, it doesn't yeah it doesn't mean you won't you might <laughs> see in the playoffs it might be AFC championship it could be AFC division around because you still have the Jacksonville Jaguars so I mean they still play you guys yeah. so um, they they did like I said that they lost to the the Chiefs so they have a chance to kind of you know avenge that loss and keep playing hot like they're, they're playing some of the hottest football since that week three uh, loss they had earlier in the year so yeah. I was I mean, the Texans Miami actually too. you got well we're gonna talk Miami in a minute but I'm not yeah. Miami against winning teams not not a good combination for the Dolphins but I say watch yeah. out for the Jaguars they have a tough matchup yeah. this week against the Niners so we'll see where their heads uh, are at for this week uh, we have Ravens two tough matchups coming up two home games but. Uh, two divisional games, Browns, Bengals, and both teams are uh, on. Uh, they're pretty hot right now too. So I mean, two big matchups, and Ravens win, win these two games. It's we're off to the races for the uh, playoffs. Yeah, I guess you could make an argument for Joe Burrow because, like you said, they are hot. They they've won what five, four in a row or something like that. Um, uh, yeah, they're four of five in a row, maybe. Oh, they they've, they've they've won four in a row. Yeah, they were one in three, mm-hmm. and, and and this is that time of the year like where Joe Burrow gets hot. the de- The defense has been solid most of the year, I think, but it's the time right now. Like I you think said, it's just their just their pass rush is getting there. I, I don't think the Bengals secondary is there at all. It's just their their two edge rushers are just getting to the quarterback, and you saw it with Allen. Allen was getting Allen was getting eaten up. Their secondary is pretty decent too. That Dax Hill's playing good football this year. At Michigan, but no, I mean, I, I, I think it's, I think this AFC is tough, man. Like, like you said, you guys are going to already have five of your six division games done after 11 weeks after you play the Browns and then the Bengals weeks 10 and 11. So yeah, we just got the Steelers crazy. right at the end. Steelers at the end. You still have the Niners, and the Jaguars, Dolphins. All, all of our divisional games are our home games for us too. So it's, it's a nice, nice little ride. Glad we got all the way games out, out of the way early. Wait. Two and one out of the away game, so not bad. You have Jacksonville, I think. I think in Jacksonville Sunday night, and then you have the Raven or the 49ers in San Francisco Christmas night. So you guys have a pretty tough got, schedule. Then we got the Chargers on Sunday night football, and we just don't know which Chargers we're going to get in in LA. It'll probably be a lot more purple than than gold and blue. Yeah, actually, the the Eastern. I mean, the, the West Coast home game for the Ravens. Well, like I said, it's going to be tough. Tough times coming up. Like I said, Bengals are hot. The whole AFC North right now, oh. too, Luke, since the, since the Jets lost to the Chargers, all four AFC North teams are in the playoffs for week nine. Yeah. So 
pretty all, crazy. All two games, every 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 team's two games above five hundred too. So it is it is a hot race right now in the AFC North. Yeah, every team, the other three teams are five and three, and you're seven and yeah. two. So Deshaun Watson played played last week. He looked decent. Looked pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't even know he was gonna play, and then all of a sudden, I, on red zone, I see number four out there. I was like. I don't know yeah. why I didn't know Deshaun Watson wasn't playing. I was picking them yeah. with or without Deshaun, so I didn't guess I didn't. Yeah, care I, I picked straight. him. I picked him either way, but he he played. Uh, he did all right. Two touchdowns, two hundred nineteen yards. Uh, his one touchdown was a a tip 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 yeah. ball, but counts. He, counts he, he looked a, he looked a little rusty. He still was on the roller coaster train, but yeah, like I said, this AFC man, it's it's. It's heating up, man. It's it's not just the Ravens and the Chiefs. You still have the Jaguars there, the Bengals. Um, it, it does suck, though. I, I was saying earlier this, tonight during the Jets and Chargers game, I really do feel bad for the Jets because if Aaron Rodgers is here, I really do think that they're fucking 8-0, or at least worst case 7-1, maybe lose tonight. But I, I, I think that this team is so much better. in the AFC East especially, especially the AFC East, the Dolphins and the Bills and the Patriots, they would be fucking way behind the Jets right now. And the Jets would be arguing, arguably the best team in the league. So sucks that we didn't get to see Aaron Rodgers this year for the majority of the year. Yeah. Um, hopefully he can play all season next season. Or 12-28. Yeah. He, hey, little rumors he might be back late, late December. <laughs> that watch, dude. That watch is saying 12-28. Uh, yeah. couple uh, – what, second last week, week 18? Uh, it's, well, it's crit- – it it would be like week sixteen, I think, something like that. So, yeah, it's a, it's a Thursday game. Yeah, against the Browns is what it was. So no, yep, we're we all eyes on the come back. Come back yeah. and beat up the Browns. That'd be awesome for you. <laughs> you'd, you'd love yeah. that. Yeah, I know it'd be perfect. No, but all eyes on the AFC all year, man. It's gonna it's gonna be good. Uh, good matchups coming up. But Luke, speaking of a good matchup in Philadelphia yesterday, the, the Cowboys and more specifically Dak Prescott played a fantastic game. So I guess was this more about how the Cowboys let the opportunity slip, or was this more about the Eagles just surviving? Uh, I think a little bit of both. I mean, this is a game the Cowboys easily could have won the game. Like they they came up short twice, like right on the goal line, which which really sucks for them. Like they, this game could have easily been like thirty plus to twenty eight for for the Cowboys. I mean, so I, I see the Eagles fans going all crazy about it, but. It's a lot closer than the scoreboard says, and scoreboard says it's pretty close. Well, shame on Mike McCarthy too, because like I, I understand going for it on fourth down when they're on the one yard line uh, where Dak just stepped out at. That's fine, but when you're at like the twenty something yard line, I get you maybe didn't get the ball. You're gonna get the ball back, but you still have plenty of time to get the ball back. Kick the field goal, make it twenty eight to twenty six, and then guess what? That last drive, all you need is a fucking field goal from Aubrey, who's been one of the hottest kickers to start an NFL career. Like he's hotter than any. Yeah. Co- kicker in history of football start a career so mike mccarthy i, I think it's it, he's on a hot seat too i think his his manager well actually he might not be because jerry jones likes yes men but i think it was more about the cowboys costing opportunities because you had a lot of like you know the, the nice throw on the one on that same play they went for on the one yard line the tight end didn't reach out early enough maybe a better throw more out in front he can by dak but the run game hasn't been there i i don't know why um Mike McCarthy let go of Kellen Moore to run the ball and be more balanced. And Pollard, the last three games, actually, look at this. Since since the um, the Patriots game, 11 carries, 8 carries, 15, 12, and 12. You know, averaging 4.3 last night and 4.4 against the Rams. I get it. It was a blowout against the Rams, so you didn't really need him. But he's averaging almost four, over four yards a carry. I fucking let him run. Take the pressure off Dak, who, by the way, had a phenomenal game. Like, this was not on Dak. Dak had – 374 yards and three touchdowns. He was pretty good yesterday. I mean, like I said, they got to the goal at six-yard line, too, on that last drive and beat themselves up. So I thought this was more about the Cowboys just kind of yeah. blowing really, it. Really surprised the, the Cowboys didn't try to go after a running back knowing they were having an issue running the ball. Like, I mean, uh, Pollard's not the every-down back that they thought he was going to be. He, he still needs that one-two punch, that big bruiser running back. I mean, they they could have easily went and picked up Fournette. He's been sent. <laughs> Sitting on the couch all, all season, he looks fucking massive. There was so a big bruiser. Oh yeah, he looks good. He, he's ready to go. Playoff one, he might. He, well, if the yeah. Bills make the playoffs, so. But there was yeah. a big bruiser, Luke, that was available. I know the owner said she was not going to trade him. I call bullshit. If the offer is good enough, she trades him. Derrick Henry was available. It was well known yeah. the Titans were looking to trade anybody. 
the offer had to be there. Derrick Henry makes the, the Dallas Cowboys a lot better. It takes the pressure mm-hmm. off Pollard, like you said. He gets down to a third down back. You put Dak Prescott with him. Either they're going to stack the box, and Dak and CeeDee Lamb are going to have more one-on-ones, Brandon Cooks, or they're going to push back and respect Dak Prescott a lot more, and Derrick Henry's going to fucking get eight, nine-yard runs. So yeah, I mean, allegedly the, the Ravens had a deal done with the Titans for Derrick Henry, but the uh, the owner Titans owner shot it down, which is unfortunate for us because that would have yeah. been a scary backfield with oh, Derrick Henry and Lamar. Yeah. No, so, I, I think our, our running backs are they're they're all playing pretty pretty well. Though, so I like it. Oh, Mitchell, his dad played for the Ravens, and now he is. He had a big hundred yard game touchdown. I saw that. Yeah, but I just I think Dallas. They were well content on just not trading during the deadline. And I, I said it. I know I saw reports that, hey, Dallas would be a good fit for them. And I was looking into it. After I saw those, those those reports, I was actually looking into the Cowboys. I'm like, no, he actually he would be a good fit with Dak Prescott. And, by the way, speaking of opportunities, Luke, they could not stop a hobbled Jalen Hurts. He was not healthy yesterday. And they were letting him kind of just run for first downs after first downs. And that's a shame on the defense, too. Like, I, And I get the Eagles played – they played well enough to win the game. They put up 28 points against a good defense. But yeah. nothing in the fourth quarter. Dallas, you got to step it up, man. You got to – this is where the division can be won. Now, after this week, they're on a bye week, and then you win next week. Now you're one – now you're, you're, um, you're tied with the division. Technically, you have the division lead because of head-to-head. So now they're going to be probably two games back after this week. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. Yeah, got to get Parsons off, uh, off his uh, podcast and <laughs> – yeah, get him back in practice, and he's, he's talking a lot of shit on his podcast, but he's, every time he's talking shit, it's kind of bites him in the ass coming the next week. And if the if the Eagles do win the division too, Luke, it's be the first time since the 2003 and 2004 Eagles that the NFC East has had a back-to-back division winner. It's been 18 yeah. years since um, I need, it's happened. I need, the, I need the Cowboys defense to figure it out because uh, they've been riding my fantasy bench for too long for a defense. So, yeah, I, I, I was just disapp- <laughs> I was just disappointed. I, I know it's the rumor of Jim Harbaugh is floating around, and we're going to talk about him later. And people are like, well, I've heard some rumors in my other chats that hey, Harbaugh to Dallas would be good. I, I don't think the fit with Jared Jones would be good for Jim Harbaugh, but Mark Carthy should be on the hot seat if if Jared Jones wants to win because his situation awareness, his game management, I, I'm just not a fan of it. You let go of Kellen Moore because he was too high flying, too much you know vertical passing. But you're not utilizing your running backs. And I get it, CeeDee Lamb had a great game. 11 catches for 190-plus yards. Phenomenal game in, in Philly. So I, I just think I think Dallas was the better team, but they did not win. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't see Jerry Jones letting go of uh, McCarthy just yet. It would be kind of hard to fire him still. Dallas is still playing good football. And Jerry Jones wants that, that coach is going to do whatever he says. And, well, Harvest is not going to be that K coach, <laughs> I don't think. As Jerry yeah, Jones wants to let let go of the reins of the of the staffing, I don't think it's going to work out with them. Yeah, I definitely don't think it's going to happen either. But no, uh, good win for the Eagles. I, I think it was a bad loss for the Cowboys. I mean, I get it. It's yeah, cool it to see Dak them. play good. Yeah, it's good to see Dak play good on the road. People can't really rip him, but I think Dallas hurt themselves. Luke, hey, and speaking of hurting themselves, the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> They played three winning teams. They're zero and three, and you know they they're not averaging good points against teams, and their defense is allowing. Besides the this game is a little better defensively. They only allowed twenty one points. Well, they only allowed fourteen points on defense because they had a fumble return. The Chiefs did so, but Luke are the Miami Dolphins. If they make the playoffs, or they probably will win the division, are they just going to be just pretty much one and done? They're not even going to win a game. They're just in the fucking wild card and they're done. All right. Uh, I mean, the, the secret is just locking down Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, eight catches, but he, he couldn't break free. He only had 62 yards on eight catches. Usually if he has eight catches, he's got 150 yards. So that that, that first first person on defense making the tackle, locking Tyreek Hill down, not letting him run free, is probably probably the answer to this this uh, Miami offense. Plus, I mean, you put a little pressure on Tua, he's going to make some questionable throws. So, I mean – so, I mean, Mostert had a pretty good game, 12 carries, 85 yards, and touchdowns. So that's not a bad game from him, but the, the passing game just was not there for Miami. Uh, Tua just looked off, and Tyreek Hill couldn't, couldn't get open, and wide open space, and 
run it like he usually does. No, yeah, I mean, he had a lot of catches, and I, I really don't think that that fumble. I mean, if you ask me, I, I don't think it was even a fumble. I don't think he he cleared that he had even possession of the ball where he let go of it. Very good on the Chiefs for keeping playing and then pitching it back, which I thought they're also going to call dead ball right there for progress. But no, Luke, in these three losses, though, against these winning teams, the Dolphins are averaging 17, 17 points a game. Their defense is giving up, like I think, close to 30 points out of those three losses. And when they play these, these you know, lousy teams, they're putting like 30-plus up. Their defense is electric. So I just think that the Dolphins, they just can't play good against teams that play good defense, that play good offense. And we've seen the Chiefs play good defense, the Bills at that, that time playing good defense. And the Eagles, yeah, they might have had some good calls from the referees, but they just only still put up 17 points. So that's still there as well. I'm not, I'm not as impressed with the Miami Dolphins this year. I don't think that they're a team that, hey, let's say, watch out for the Miami Dolphins. They're going to they're gonna make a run for the uh, – the playoffs. If you're asking me right now, they're the fifth scariest team in the AFC behind the the uh, Ravens, Chiefs, not in the order, but Ravens, Chiefs, Bengals, and um, the Jaguars. Honestly, yeah, I mean, I, I, Miami's going to make the, the playoffs. Like they're they're going to win their divisions, like probably without a question at this point. Their, their schedule doesn't look bad coming up. Right, they got the Raiders, Jets, Commanders, Titans, Jets. Like that is not a bad schedule, and that's a a Jets game before two Jets games before Aaron Rodgers potentially will even be available. But then they finish the season off pretty strong with uh, Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. So I mean, well, let's keep on the Jets. If, if the Jets are are winning record by then, though, I'd be a little scared if I'm the Miami Dolphins. Though that's that's one thing. Yeah, but at what? Uh, I don't know. I don't see Aaron Rodgers coming back on December seventeenth. It's a little. It's gonna be a little early. Yeah, but. it's gonna be a little. That'll be a little early. But I mean, I, I think though the Jets, though, like you mentioned, like yeah, I get they get the Raiders and then they have the Jets. But the Jets, they play defense, so that might be one of those sloppy, chippy games where the Jets defense puts you know holds them down to seventeen, twenty points, and can yeah. Zach Wilson just do enough? But I they, mean. Thirty plus on the Raiders and Commanders though, and get the Miami hype train rolling again about how good their offense is. Then they'll play the Cowboys defense and they'll put up fourteen points. Yeah, their last four is pretty is pretty tough. You know, I get it. They host the Jets and the Dolphins, but then you got to go to Baltimore and then you got to host the Bills, and the Bills might be playing for a playoff spot. So. I, these the December schedule, the late in December and early January schedule, that's pretty tough for the Miami Dolphins. So yeah, so they got an easy few weeks coming up, but after that, it's that that playoff push is going to be rough if they drop a couple more games here. Yeah, I'm just I'm just not as worried about Miami as uh, I get it. They have Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Kill. They have track speed all over, and they're going to get a chain back eventually. Ramsey's back, and he's doing his thing, but it's shown that they don't play good against good teams. So yeah. until it's like Lamar, I'm asking Lamar to prove me wrong in the playoffs. Like I'll admit Lamar's playing good, but it's, it's like Lamar. He's, I want my good against good teams too. He is. And, and that's why I'm not as down on Lamar. That's why I'm saying he, he's two right now in the AFC. We'll see what the Bengals do in a couple weeks when they play him. But yeah. I want to see Miami prove me wrong. They have to beat a winning team for me to say that you're a respectable team. If you can't beat a winning team, I'm sorry. I just don't respect you as much. I, I get it. All these other teams in the top have beaten winning teams. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a long time to respect the Miami Dolphins because they're not going to play a winning team for a little while. Unless the Jets are, are six and four and they play them because if they're five and five, it's not it's not a winning record. It's just 500. Now, if they if they light up the defense, don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll respect the offense. Like if you if you hang 35 on the Jets defense, okay, I'll say. Good, great game. Like that's a good defense. You just you just lit up. So it's not like that. But I I need yeah, to see something from only, these good teams. Only if the Jets' offense doesn't put their defense in terrible positions. Yeah, I mean if they're scoring like the two yards. Yeah, like they did today. The last the last Chargers touchdown came from like the two yard line. So where they got the ball gifted there, and it was an easy touchdown yeah. for Eckler. But look, there's a good story going around the NFL. And, it's all well, it happened in Atlanta, but it's from the Minnesota Vikings. Joshua Dobbs, this you know, fucking space engineer, whatever he is, from the University of Tennessee. He's on his third team in the last year. Got traded to the Minnesota Vikings on Tuesday. Stepped in for Jaron Hall, which we mentioned to start the show. 
And he came out and he played a pretty good football game to lead the Vikings over the Atlanta Falcons. So I guess the question is, is, is Josh Dobbs going to keep the Minnesota Vikings afloat in this NFC wild card race? Yeah, I mean, they, they, they're sitting at five and four right now. So it's like pretty good for how the season started for them. I mean, it was, they were, everybody thought they were in full tank mode going into the trade deadline. Then they, they pull off a couple of wins without Justin Jefferson. Then they lose Kirk Cousins and still win. Now they start a, a rookie quarterback from BYU. And he goes out early and Josh Dobbs comes in, no practice. And, Somehow they pull off another win, so I mean, they're they're still they're still in the hunt. I mean, NFC is pretty weak anyways, so they're they're definitely contending for one of those uh, playoff spots, the wild card slots. Yeah, right now they're the and, seventh spot in the NFC playoffs, and you know they're five yeah. and four. The Commanders and Falcons are four and five. So, I mean, the NFC is not deep at all. So it's only really like a nine. I guess you can say maybe ten with Tampa because I don't respect Green Bay or. The, enough you know the same record so really maybe 10 with if tampa's respectable but yeah man this is and sucks for jaron hall he was actually looking pretty comfortable his second drive the first drive he didn't look as as impressive but second drive he got him down to the one yard line and if he didn't get hurt i told uh riz he's a vikings fan you're probably going for that touchdown on the one yard line because he was playing with momentum and confidence you're not going to put dobbs on there on the first play after an injured uh an injury to the quarterback position so Jared Hall was looking pretty Josh, decent too. Not to put Josh Dobbs in there without even taking a single rep of the center too. Uh, I saw the little video of him with the lineman trying to try to get the cadence down before he went out. Which, I mean, very impressive for him to come in there. I mean, I saw somebody was talking about it like he was playing street ball. The wide receivers were telling him the routes he was running. He was just going to throw it to him. So very impressed with him. Plus, he had seven carries for sixty-six yards. So in a touchdown, I mean, when he too. didn't have, yeah, I mean, besides that, his couple fumbles. I mean, he had two touchdowns uh, passing, one rushing touchdown. So, I mean, he played well. I think he's going to be good enough to carry this uh, this team. Plus, Justin Jefferson should be coming back maybe this week or next week, uh, a couple weeks. But also, they lost Cam Akers this season, too. So, the, the injury bug, just they, Minnesota Vikings just can't get over it. It sucks. For and them. Osborne's probably going to be out um, probably yeah. this week against the Saints, but maybe be back. And, and, and if they lose to the Saints – it's. I mean, I get it. It's a good defense in New Orleans. Um, I mean, it's gonna be Minnesota, but a good defense from the Saints. After that, it's a pretty favorable schedule. You have the Broncos. Um, right now, Sunday Night Football that could be flexed out, but you have them. You have the Bears. You have the Raiders. Before that, or and then after that, you have the Bengals and Lions. So, get these three games after the Saints, and then bam, there you are. You're, you're eight and five, and you can maybe afford to lose a game or two out of mm-hmm. those two. Maybe even steal a game. But yeah, Josh Dobbs, like you said, not a great yards game but two passing touchdowns one rushing touchdown didn't know any he didn't know really anyone's name he didn't take any reps with the team during practice this week zero reps with the first team that's that's pretty (laughs) impressive and i'm not saying dobbs is a world beater but i think with their schedule it's pretty variable they can maybe get nine wins and and nfc you might only need eight eight wins honestly that's how bad it is but Plus, their uh, their defense is playing a lot lot better now than they were earlier this season too. Not saying they're outstanding defense by any means, but they're 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 playing good football on defense too. I like the I think these teams like they're getting a little more cohesive. I mean, everybody's kind of rallied around Kirk Cousins because that was a huge loss to them. I mean, you can see how much the team loved them. Everybody came out with Kirk Cousins t shirts on. It's kind of cool to see. And they're they're rallying around Josh Dobbs now. I mean, saw how the locker room welcomed him after the game. So. Impressive win for Dobbs. I mean, being on five teams in a year time and learning five different offenses is very impressive. It kind of shows how smart he is. I never, I was never too high on him. I didn't think he was going to be like a starter, at, like a consistent starter on any team. But dude's good. He's going to get paid somewhere. Maybe as a backup, but he'll get paid somewhere. No, and 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 like you said, like their defense is thirteenth in uh, point or sorry yards per game. And they are getting to the QB. They they do have 24 sacks. And, yeah, they scored – they get 21 points a game. But that's not bad for a defense, honestly. And this defense is a lot better under Brian Flores. This is the defense that uh, I know a lot of Vikings people were very excited to see uh, what Flores was going to do coming from the Steelers. Obviously, he's known with the Patriots and the Dolphins as well. But, 
yeah, I'm excited to see Josh Dobbs. Unfortunately, Luca came in the Falcons' expense. So when they get to the Super Bowl this year, and they fucking will because Josh Dobbs is a beast, <laughs> just to let you know the Atlanta Falcons is the reason why he's there. And with that being said, if Arthur Smith can't get this team to playoffs, he needs to fucking go. And he can take Ritter and he can take Heineke with him, and we can get a new quarterback. It's that <laughs> simple. These two got to go. And Arthur Smith, with the, the talent he has, and, and B. John Robinson and Kyle Pitts, I get Drake London didn't play and they have been getting him involved, but you have three first round picks in your last three drafts and you're not fucking using them. It, it's disappointing. Yeah. It, it really is. I, I thought Pitts it, had more targets yesterday. He only had like five or six targets. Disappointing. Is Arthur Smith, does he call the offense too? It's a mixture of him and the coordinator, honestly. Uh, yeah. It's his. He's got to go too. <clears throat> get them both out of here. I, I love the DC. I, I, I love the DC. Yeah, get hardball. <laughs> Fucking, you know, we saw what Harbaugh did with San Francisco. I was looking at today. They went 6-10 and 10 in 2010 with, under Mike Singletary and then their interim coach for one game. They brought in Jim Harbaugh. They were the one seed the first year he came in, went 13-3 and three with Alex Smith, who almost got fucking canned and was almost gone with the uh, with the coaching staff that they drafted them in the Niners. So, um, so he turned them around, and, you know, we have a good offense, and I do think we have a good defense. I get it. Last couple of games, not so much, but I think we have a good young defense. Um, they're just kind of getting gassed out at the moment. But you get Jim Harbaugh yeah. in there, fuck yeah, he'll make any, he'll, he'll make it. What was that? <laughs> so your defense doesn't doesn't have enough film on these quarterbacks they're playing. It's, uh, it's yeah, it's true. <laughs> well, we know <laughs> what Kyler Murray they, can do, so hopefully we'll be good there. <laughs> yeah, you don't have any film on him from this season. It might be different. That's the, that's the problem. <laughs> but yeah, get Jim Harbaugh in Atlanta, and he'll make an average QB look pretty decent. So that's that's his memo. He he did it with fucking Alex Smith, and I, I didn't think I didn't think Kaepernick was great, but he made Kaepernick look pretty good. There's there's a couple good years out of Colin Kaepernick. So and that was under Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I mean, get John. I mean, both Harbaugh's good coaches, both both levels. I mean, they're I don't know what's going to happen with Michigan now, but well, they're talking about well, punishment. That, Big Ten's talking about punishment. So I think yeah. one one word of punishment, he's gone. I don't, I don't know. I don't see how you can do something then like this season, like maybe maybe suspend them, Harbaugh or something like that. But are you really going to take that away from the players? The players didn't had nothing to do with it, but not my decision. Well, I mean, they, with it. they they did use the film, so it's not like they didn't know about it. It was just you know, not like the players had control over it. And like, hey, coach, stop doing this. <laughs> no, it's never going to happen. I doubt the players are like, "Hey, go go to this team and fucking film everything." It's not the players doing well, they, that. It's, I think it's that guy just going rogue. He just sounds like a fucking psychopath. Harbaugh well, he may got not really, even know. Got fired. Oh yeah, I saw that. Harbaugh may not have known exactly what he was doing. He was just getting the good intel for him and just didn't question it. It, it so, took it took a, it took two games from I think like around two games to get fired. So this man was still hanging around the facility. <laughs> while everyone's yeah. fucking ripped Michigan for cheating. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. More I mean, it's pretty crazy. But Ohio State I mean, potentially could be in trouble too. Yeah, apparently, I saw some of them too. Yeah, apparently, it was Ryan Day's brother was the private investigator. So, that illegally went and got the information. So, I mean, do, do they have to punish yeah. Ohio State too? Well, I guess, I guess we'll find out. It's definitely Maybe a mess. Technically, what Michigan didn't do was illegal. What, what Ohio State did was... Well, no, what so, Michigan's doing is illegal, too. If they're filming... Well, not, not like real world against the law. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not against the law. <laughs> yeah. So, football, it's football world. It's, it's illegal, yeah. but yeah. F football, it's bad, but real world. Uh, Ohio State is hacking into uh, Michigan servers and shit. Hey, man. Hey, you gotta allegedly. you gotta over you gotta overcome these cheaters, man. Yeah, allegedly got overcome. Got overcome the cheaters, but Luke, a guy that did not cheat. You mentioned Ohio State. Good segue here. CJ fucking Stroud, the guy that should have been the first pick in the draft. Wasn't though. He's number two. This man had a game of his life. 30 out of 42. Yeah. Pretty good right there. 470 yards, the most in a, for a rookie in hit the history of the NFL, and five touchdowns no interceptions no turnovers the man had a day yesterday yeah it's a very very impressive win from him like 
right at the end of the game, what I think he had like forty seconds left to drive down. Forty six seconds a touchdown. when they got the ball back. Yeah. Forty six. And it only like took he, forty he seconds. Look, yeah, he didn't look nervous or anything. He just drove the ball right down the field, just dotted up the Tampa defense, which is not a bad defense either. So I mean, I'll say any game from him. Like, he played played very well. Like for any any quarterback that puts up four seventy and five touchdowns, it's an outstanding game. It's very rare that a quarterback does that in the NFL these days. Oh yeah, I think I saw where it was like one of the biggest fantasy days for a quarterback too, which is pretty impressive from a rookie. And not just that, Luke, he got three receivers. He got three of his receivers at 100 yards. Noah Brown, Dalton Schultz, and Take Dell, and Nico Collins had a touchdown. So all four receivers had some pivotal, pivotal games because of CJ Stroud. And this is with yeah, the lackluster run game too. 53. I'm sorry, take away his 10 yards. So 43 rushing yards from other guys that are not named CJ Stroud. So it's not like the running game's helping him. I get the O-line is they've been better than we thought they were going to be, but no run game. And CJ Stroud is putting the team on his back. Yeah, I mean, you've seen it all season with him so far. He's making like these calculated decisions at the quarterback position. Like he's just taking the take the easy throws, not not forcing anything. I mean, you can see each week he's getting more and more confident that he's making these deeper passes down the field, but he's just out there picking apart defenses. I mean, credit to him. I mean, he's he's showing that he's putting in the work like during the week, learning these defenses. So he's out there not getting schemed against. I mean, usually it's very hard for a rookie quarterback to come out and perform like this against defenses that they defenses love playing against rookie quarterbacks usually. I mean, it's shame to go and pick pick apart defenses week after week after week. I mean, he, even some of these games he lost. I mean, he <laughs> he's not really the reason the Texans lost. Well, I would say the Panthers game. He had a bad game, uh, and you know, you're a rookie. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going to have those games. I mean, you're a professional quarterback. It happens. You have bad games. Now they are four. Well, also, also playing against other professionals. Um. So. Yeah, you're playing against other professionals. Uh, you know, it, it's a it's a big boys league here. And it's not it's not it's not college anymore. I, I am glad that I um I'm I'm half right because I I had the Texans I think with only like two or three wins, but I did say when we did all our takes, and you know um, you know we're talking about oh what kind of bad takes we had. I actually had a good take. I said the Texans they might not win a lot of games, which I'm wrong on that part. I'll, I'll admit that I only had them like two or three wins. I think I had them arguably like the second or third pick. But I said they were going to be competitive in a lot of these games. I said that they were going to show the potential. Um, they were going to show the potential that they had. They're a young team, and they were going to start showing that at an earlier stage. And you know what? They are blossoming them probably a year too earlier than most people expected. And D'Amico Ryan's too hell of a coach as well. So yeah. these Houston Texans, man, like they are fucking, they are well, balling. Watch out for them next next year, season or two. Had a couple years under CJ Stroud. They start building around them a little bit better. Okay, get that run game going. Get the defense going. So I mean, a couple couple good drafts away from and a couple of big players add additions. This team's gonna be really scary. And also, Luke, one last thing before we move on. Shame on the individual expert of this cognition test saying that CJ Stroud's a big old dummy. <laughs> because guess what, pal. He ain't a dummy. Your dumbass is the dummy out of anything. C.J. Stroud is proving <laughs> he's smarter than any of these rookie quarterbacks that you put out there. Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, and Bryce Young. C.J. Stroud is the star of this fucking draft class, buddy. Well, like you said, he's not, a, he's not a test taker. He's a football player. We haven't seen enough of Will Levis yet, so I wouldn't go, wouldn't go that far. Will Levis did play pretty well last week in a loss. But, but he... Like you said, though, he's not a test taker. He's a football player. You know, that's what he, he is. He's proven it. He did say that. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he, hey, he is playing football pretty well. I'm, I'm impressed, man. Like, I, yeah, I like I mean, what I'm seeing. I mean, if he, stays might healthy be a real... and if he stays healthy and doesn't, like, like, implode, I mean, he'll get offensive rookie of the year pretty easily. And, and Houston, Houston might be a, a sleeper, like, I wouldn't say like dominant team next year, but they might be a sleeper watch out team next year where, I mean, they're, they're four and four now. Like they're not out of the the playoffs or like, you know, they're out of the playoffs right now, but like out of the playoff race by any means. So I would yeah, say they watch slide, out they for could Houston Texans. In. And I get it that you guys did beat them by like 15 or so, but they didn't play a horrible game. Um, no, I mean, he, he was doubting up the Ravens defense pretty good. It's just, they them, couldn't score. But don't break. Yeah. 
but no, yeah, he had any I, turnovers against the Ravens. They just, you know, he was just little dump off passes that just ended up not being able to get first downs. Yeah, no, it's good. To, it's good to see the Houston Texans doing good, Luke. But a quarterback that's not doing good, in my opinion, and is the reason why the Seattle Seahawks are not going to be. I mean, they're going to be a playoff team, but they're not going to make a run in the playoffs. Is Geno Smith, and I guess that's the question: is if Geno doesn't start to show that level of play he had last year, where he was pretty good, is it time for the Seattle Seahawks to potentially draft a quarterback or find a quarterback in the the free agency market? Because Geno Smith, I get it; they they signed him, but they they can't cut him. I think around seventeen and a half dead cap, which is not that much for a quarterback. So he could be gone after one year. That's the way they built the the deal essentially is depending on when he's on the team, he could be gone. So is it time for Seattle to maybe start thinking QB if he doesn't start showing better play? Yeah. Geno Smith just straight up, just robbed the Seattle Seahawks. Like just as this one game against Ravens, like isn't his only bad game. So, I mean, he has not, not lived up to expectations that he had from last season. Last season he balled out, earned his bag. And now okay, got his bag and got comfortable, I guess. I mean, he's not playing well. I mean, he had 157 passing yards this week, and 50 of those are on one play. That's not. Good. And they still didn't, and they only scored a field goal on that <laughs> that drive. Still, I mean, so I mean, he's then, he's only got he's only got nine touchdowns and seven interceptions. So he's literally just barely a one to one touchdown interception ratio, which is not good. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't understand how like he, they had a very good wide receiver trio, and they all played this last week. Uh, and Jigba, yeah, he had six catches for 63 yards. So, I mean, not a terrible game from him for the rookie, but DK, DK had one, one, catch. Yeah. one catch for 50 yards. And it's just, I think that was like on a slant, too. The DK took it for most of those yards. And Lockett only had three catches. I mean, then, I mean, they just couldn't get the run game going either. Ravens locked him down to 28 rushing yards as a team. Yeah, that's another thing is they're not really utilized. I mean, for some reason, it's like last week, um, the Seahawks, I, I, th- I know they won, but they only had eight carries, like 64 yards from Kenneth Walker, and then they stopped using him. He had a good fucking rushing game, and you're not even going to use your average eight yards of carry, and you just don't – you stop using yeah. him. It just mm-hmm. makes no sense. Well, um, Walker had nine nine for 16 this week. With I, I, tried, average. <laughs> I tried telling Doc that – Gino was not that good the second half of the season, like the like the back stretch, like maybe not the whole second half, but like the last month, month and a half. He had a very bad uh, last, you know, quarter of the season essentially, and it carried into the playoffs where they got blown out. And I said he wasn't worth it, and you know, he he robbed them. I mean, he he did, and, and that's just one year you can get out of it. But Gino needs to improve his play, or the Seahawks need to think about QB options in the off season because. This team is talented enough. We've seen this defense. I, I get it. They had a bad game. Their offense didn't help them neither. Their offense put them in bad spots. But this defense has been balling the last five weeks. And the offense is there, like you said. They have DK, Locke. He was a little older, but, you know, Najigba is pretty good. Walker and Charbonnet. You have you have the core there. You got to get a QB to get you over the top. Yeah, it's not like the uh, their offense lines like that terrible either. I mean, yeah, the Ravens – I mean, they, they scheme up pretty good that you don't know who's who's coming, where to block. So, I mean, that's the big thing for the Ravens' defense is you, you don't know which guy's coming. I mean, we'll, we'll send a safety at you or we'll send a D lineman at you or we'll drop D lineman into coverage. So, it's kind of crazy, yeah. crazy scheme the Ravens' defense run. But, I mean, we saw, like, you see it in the Ravens' game, they had four, four wide receivers spread out and we only had two corners on the field covering them. So like we the Ravens defense show that they they could just send the whole house at them and they're not gonna be able to get the ball off fast enough to even get these screens out. So I mean I mean Geno Smith's not reading like the easy ones too. Like the Ravens will have the entire team in the box and he won't throw it to the wide receiver out sitting on an island by himself. And in their last four games, I get it, they they played two tough defenses the last two weeks and they did beat the Cleveland Browns 24-20, and, you know, Geno did have a, a pretty good uh, couple last couple drives, but he did have two interceptions. And then this past week against the the Ravens, three points. The game against the Cardinals, that was before the Browns, 20 points. And the game against the Bengals, 13 points. Their offense, to me, is just holding them back. And 
that starts at the quarterback position there. That's that's what it is, is that's your quarterback. That's why I say Atlanta, too. You need a quarterback. We, we have the talent. You got to get the QB right. And Pete needs to start thinking about a quarterback in the offseason. He, he really does. Well, a lot of them. A lot of them coming up in the draft this year. Well, we'll there'll see. Be some all... wait, there'll be some mid, mid-round, first-round quarterbacks sitting there that will be available. They found a gym everybody... last time. They, they found a gym in the third or fourth round with Russell Wilson. Back in the day, not everybody so. needs to go get the first overall pick at quarterback because they don't always pan out. That they don't, they don't. That's that's for sure. And Luke, we're talking about we're blowing things up. I guess that's not really blowing things up with Seattle, but the Buffalo Bills. There's been these rumors the last couple of years. You saw Stephon Diggs, uh, his comments going into halftime. He says, "I'm not even sweating. I'm literally not fucking sweating." As in, like he's not getting the ball. He's now kind of been starting to show a little bit. Um, he got, got some targets second half, but. Will the Buffalo Bills potentially not fully blow this team up, but make some key changes in the offseason if they don't make the playoffs or they get bounced pretty early? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what changes they need to make to make this happen. I'm like, they have – Bills have all the pieces, yeah. Besides, like, I mean, their defense is depleted, and it, it showed this last week. Like, they're, they're rotating guys in on defense that have barely played at all. So, I mean – the defense is questionable for them. Von Miller just, I think it's time for him to retire. Uh, he just stands up and kind of stands <laughs> on the field and doesn't really do anything. I mean, their defense their, still their like, offense, their offense is just not clicking. I, I just think it's the partially the team just doesn't mesh. I think the the uh, Stefan Diggs thing kind of like rubs some of the team the wrong way. The Josh Allen Stefan Diggs like tiff they have. Yeah, they say they're all good to the media, but it, it it doesn't look like that way, and it hasn't looked like that way for any time Diggs doesn't get the ball enough, and he he's just that diva wide receiver. Well, the thing to me is it's yes, Joe Joe Burrow had a great game, and he did it without a big game from Jamar Chase. The big game came from T Higgins, but the rushing a game rushing defense for the Bills was good. They held Joe Mixon to thirty seven yards on fourteen carries. That's that's really good, and. I think the problem to me, Luke, with the Buffalo Bills, it comes a lot from Josh Allen, and I love Josh Allen. I love watching him play because he's so electric and you don't know what he's going to do. But the interception, that was a bad interception. That was a double clutch. I don't know why he did that. And if you are going to throw off the double clutch, you got to lead him out. You can't underthrow him by fucking two, three yards because the corner was there. And then Dalton Kincaid, unfortunately, got flipped in the air, and they punched the ball out. So they, they cost themselves right there two fucking turnovers, and I think there's another turnover or another – um, that uh, that intentional grounding, yeah, that that one got them too. So it's like you Which know they're. I, dr- I don't think I, I don't think I agree with that one too much because I Zach Wilson literally did the exact same thing. Oh no, uh, Herbert did the exact same thing this game today, and they didn't call it. It was like a choice route that the wide receiver took a different route, and he sailed it way over his head when he's in the pocket. No, no, no flag. So, I mean, Josh Allen said that was the first time he's ever seen a flag for that, too. So, uh, weird, yeah. Weird it, like, it w- I remember that I, one. Yeah. They were talking about in the booth. Yeah. I, I get it. Like, I guess it, it meets the, the criteria for intentional grounding, but it also wasn't intentional grounding. Like, he didn't intentionally throw, throw the ball away. He thought the I mean? receiver was going to be going that way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was not his intent to throw the ball away. I mean, I just thought the Kincaid one, they, it was, they were driving. They were getting down yeah, there. That sucks. And it did suck. And, and they lost 20. And they had a chance to get the ball back. You know, all they had to do is stop Joe Mixon on, I think, was third down. And, I mean, yeah, he, Von Miller he, he whiffed. got it. He whiffed. And they did the right thing, I guess. That they went for the two-point conversion after that touchdown. And all they needed was a touchdown on the last drive. And they would have gotten it. But yeah, they got it. I, but touchdown and fucking two-point was both the digs. So, he can fucking chill out. So, like – um. I was comparing Josh, like to me, Josh Allen. I guess people, some people don't see it this way, but when I watch Brett Favre play, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, they play like Brett Favre. Josh Allen is more of the turnover Brett Favre with all those interceptions that Favre have had, and Mahomes is he's better. So a lot of his shit, his backyard style works. To me, that's what Josh Allen does. He tries so much to be like Superman, and he tries to do so much when he doesn't need to. And it's, it yeah. cost them, and unfortunately, that's what's happening. Plus, I think that, that shoulder is still fucked up for him, so he's taking a little more cautious when he's running, too. You can see there's a lot of opportunities that he would normally take off and run. 
for the first down. And he just didn't. So I think that shoulder's still bugging him. And I, the announcers were talking about it during the game too. He was trying to land on his left shoulder every time he was getting brought down. Yeah. You can see him trying to turn. But no, back to the question though. I think that if they don't make a big pl- push like AFC Championship or further, I, I think that this team could not get fully blown up, but there's going to be some key change in the offseason. And like you said, what is that? We don't know. I think Dig could be out the door. I think that they draft maybe a top receiver in the draft, maybe trade up similar to what Atlanta did with Julio Jones. We traded up big to go get Julio Jones, even though we had Roddy White. You know, maybe they get a young, phenomenal receiver. You have Abuka from Ohio State. You have neighbors from LSU. Maybe you go pair him up with Josh Allen, these young phenoms in the college nation, and, and bring him with Josh Allen. And then maybe they'll get a good rapport, and Josh Allen's young enough, they'll be there for a while with him. So maybe that's what yeah, they start I doing. Mean, I, I can only see them really moving on from Diggs that's even more like noteworthy of them moving on. I think that they need somebody else to run it back to. Like, I, I don't think little baby Cook's getting it done. They hate running backs. Either. It's Buffalo hates yeah. running backs. It's just I don't yeah, get none it. Of, none of them just I don't know. I don't understand why. They just none of them really produce, and they just rotate running backs so much. I mean, well, I, playoff line he's probably gonna get a couple touchdowns whenever he's at elevated active roster, but nothing noteworthy for like fantasy purposes at all. No, so, not I mean, at all. They'll, they'll they'll just rotate Cook out even more. So I might as well fucking bench Cook too. But I do think the window is. It's you can see some sunlight, maybe like a little crack, but I think that this window that they had from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty two, it's it's slow, it's pretty much done. I, I think the window is shut, and soon they'll be boarding up the windows, and mm-hmm. it's time to get out of the darkness. Hopefully, they they do something in the off season. It's a good team to watch. Yeah, my, I mean, my early off season prediction was that they missed the playoffs. So I mean, that one's as of right now is holding strong. You are holding strong, and that was a good take. Like I said, I had a good take with yeah. Houston. I, I had a good take with AFC North too. Mm-hmm. I, I said four teams to be winning records. Now I didn't. I didn't get. I not right on the who missed the playoffs portion. I said I had the Ravens missing it, but that's kind of like a half good take, half bad take because I had all four at a winning record. Literally, I think the Ravens yeah. were tied with the last team in the playoffs, but just tiebreaker purposes well, went to that team somehow. Oh, well, all four are currently in the playoffs right now too. Yeah, that's the whole AFC North is in the playoffs right now. I I don't think it'll happen because we got to beat each other up a little bit more. So that's true. I mean, yeah, it's true because you the the Bengals stuff. Yeah, they all have to play each other essentially. Still another go around, but Luke overreaction a little bit. I have an overreaction, Luke. I I know we typically end Monday show with an overreaction. This is an overreaction for the twenty twenty four season. CJ Stroud will be in the MVP race next year. He he will finish in the he will finish somewhere in the top three to top five candidates next year in the MVP race mm. if he's healthy. Now, obviously, I got fucked with my Super Bowl prediction because Aaron Rodgers isn't healthy, but I'm going to say if healthy, CJ Stroud will be no sophomore slump next year. Will be a top five MVP candidate after the season's over. Hmm. It's a little I, ways away, uh, and, and, and we probably forget about it. But just yeah, it's on record. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's tough because you just never know what's going to happen <laughs> next season. So, hey, it, could, it could be any, anybody get hot. Like, you have some another rookie come out, get hot. Well, Caleb Williams could be the MVP for the season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unlikely. But, yeah, unlikely. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't come prepared with a uh, an overreaction. Yeah, I know. I didn't week. normally – I didn't text that on the normal text that we do with kind of like a little, like, low-key schedule. Yeah. So. No, I just I thought it'd be nice out there. I, I just think, think something real quick. There's a lot of them out there, man. Like Minnesota Vikings going to the Super Bowl. I mean, don't think oh, it's that happen. is that was a, not even not even realistic. Uh, it could be. I mean, you never know with Josh Jobs. Maybe he's the new uh, Nick Foles. Maybe you know <laughs> he's the smartest I, dude in the NFL. I mean, if they get Justin Jefferson back, that. They can yeah, have I mean, some. I mean, he should be available they're what, gonna after. Have, they're not going to have a run game, but. JJ should be available in a couple weeks, too, so. He should be available. This should be his first week he's available to come back. This is, I think that was week four right there. Damn. You know, IR. Yeah, it goes by quick. This season's flying by. I know. It's already halfway week, over. 
We're already week 10. College is already in week 11. You know, there's only three games yeah. left to college football. I can't wait to talk. I'm so upset that it, we had to – because Halloween fucked us. I'm, I'm so upset that we couldn't get college in. It was – it was. I mean, I think this would be a good – we're going to see the rankings tomorrow. So – and then we'll have notes for Wednesday. And we're going to see what this uh, committee – yeah, this committee It's interesting to see what they do. See if they stay put or they uh, shuffle the top 10 a little more. I think obviously nine and ten are gonna be shuffled, but I was telling you, I well, I they, won't be surprised. Like ten, ten has to be, doesn't it? Well, nine definitely because Oklahoma it, lost. Was it, okay, Oklahoma's nine. Ole Miss will go up to nine probably, and then Penn State will probably go to ten. They'll probably just move big, them up one. Big matchup with Ole Miss and Alabama this week. Ole big. Miss already. No, Georgia. No. Ole Miss yes. Georgia. Georgia. If Ole Miss beats Georgia, that is going to be it's a right. domino effect because. <laughs> How far does Georgia fall, and how far does Ole Miss rise? That would be because right. Ole Miss will probably have to jump Alabama then, even though they have the, the Ole Miss head. will jump. Ole Miss would jump because see, and that's the problem that we had. And when I was making the notes based on what the committee said, the head-to-head for Oklahoma and Texas it mattered to a degree, but the way that they lost to Kansas, and they didn't say it, but the way that they pretty much beat K- U- or beat UCF. That hurt Oklahoma. They couldn't afford a loss in that situation. And it doesn't matter anyways. Head-to-head's gone because even if they were number seven and Texas was number eight, guess what? Oklahoma lost. Who gives a shit? But the reason why they have – they said pretty much why Texas is had it coming into last week was higher than Alabama was because the way we beat them and the way that we've won most of our games aside besides from Houston at that point, we were, we were pretty much in every – or we pretty much dominated every game, obviously lost by four against Oklahoma. But that's why we yeah, were I at think, Alabama. I think they flip you guys this week now just because they yeah, beat LSU. It's pretty dominantly beat LSU. Yeah, but they're also going to say the how the Daniels effect too. You know, they, they, they stayed – Fourth quarter, and they were up by two scores, I think, already at that point. But they stayed put. They didn't do anything when Daniels got out. So it's like – I mean, I get it. Like, it, 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 I can see them jumping us. But I wouldn't be shocked if they if they keep the top eight the, the same. Like I, I wouldn't be shocked at all. So I mean, it's just what it's what they're going to value more. That's the problem. Is resume doesn't it's it's so hard to do full resume with Texas and Alabama because we have played each other. Now the the first sixteen or the first five teams they're all undefeated. So that is a resume basis because head to head there is no head to head. That's yeah unfortunate that one I mean, situation is there. I wouldn't wouldn't be too surprised to see. Washington slide up into the number four slot over Florida State. Florida State still yeah, won Florida, pretty, pretty good. Three they, scores. They look, not until late. Like they, they struggled early. And you saw what Washington did. Washington put up fucking like fifty points. But, but they're also going to say, but they're going to say no Wilson, no Coleman too. So they, they struggled on offense without the top two weapons on yeah. the passing game. So like it's just those, those things matter too. It's it's. Yeah, yeah, they, they struggled. Against, they struggled against a two-win pit without their top two, the two of their heavily heavily usage guys outside the quarterback. So it's like that stuff does matter. I mean, if Bama's not I mean, they do, yeah, because like if you're going to go that route, then like I said, Bama almost lost to, to USF earlier in the year. So it's like, and they were fully they were fully prepared. Besides, they benched their quarterback. That was on them. It wasn't like he was hurt. Yes, so I don't know. No, it's gonna be the interesting. Poll, though. Poll's be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I hate how they fucking wait so late to put it out too. Like, just put it out early. Like, does it really take that long to talk about it? Well, they it's hard because a TV show out of it every week now. That's that's the problem. They want a TV show out of it. You can't do it Sunday night because you have NFL. You can't do it Monday night because you have NFL. So it's like we're not going to compete with the NFL. We got to do it Tuesday. Yeah, it's so, so annoying. Like it is. Like, I think the A people's are already out. They're out people. Sundays yeah. afternoon. Yeah, Sunday right. afternoon every single week. Right. So, so yeah, college we'll, we'll, culture can be slightly different. We'll see. I, I do. I do think not to be biased. I, I think that it stays the same. I think one through eight will be there. I think Old Miss jumps to nine. Penn State jumps to ten, and that's going to be the top ten. So whatever it, one through eight was, and then just move uh, whoever ten eleven was up. Oklahoma probably. They're done. Louisville probably sneaks to eleven, and then get, get Air Force out of there too. Yeah, they got blown <laughs> out. So yeah, because they got their ass fucking handed to them. So Army beats Navy, and Army beats Navy, and they win the cup. Maybe. So yeah, too easy. No, biggest game of the yeah. year. 
Biggest game of the year for Army, and they won't even have the better record than Air Force, but they'll still win the cup. Because <laughs> they win the games that matter. <laughs> they, they do. And for them, it's a winner-take-all, essentially. But, Luke, I, great I show. A little, weird, a little weird for Army because they're independent until next year. Yeah, until next year. But no, great show, Luke. Can't wait to do our predictions tomorrow. We have 14 more games on the docket. Another Germany game. Exciting Germany last, game. Last and international game of the season. Can't last, wait. Last early last early game for to wake up for. And a shit primetime week this whole week. So Thanks. we got to flexing some of these games. Well, it's hard. Come you can't on. flex Thursday and you can't flex Monday. But they should have flexed Sunday earlier. They have to do, they have to do it the week before, before Wednesday. So... Um, they missed the deadline. Raiders, Raiders, Jets, Panthers, Panthers, Bears. Like Thursday, that's exciting. That's exciting. Uh, I don't know the QBs. Oh, oh, bag, bag, almost won. So I mean, yeah. But no, Luke, great show. Can't wait to pick these games tomorrow, man. Like I said, big win from the Ravens this week. Your first place, seven and two, game and a half over the rest of the division. Falcons are four and five. We're a game back of the Saints. So still in the race, though. Still in the fucking race somehow. But shout out to you, Chris. I know work came. Work came calling. Doc, I know you had a bug over the weekend. Uh, can't wait to get you guys in here tomorrow. Hopefully, this that is Luke Rule. I'm Mark Davis. It's all about the Boss Podcast, and we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sack House.